It's time to be Southern and be proud of it as the Y'all Show back on the air for another week of the all-regional program that we call the Y'all Show. And I'm John Rawl, and I'm tickled that you could take some time to join us here as we start a new week of all Southern talk and more. We have an exciting week. We've got politics to talk about on the Tuesday, y'all. We've got barbecue to talk about on the Tuesday, y'all. On Wednesday, ACC discussion. We've got all that's coming from Nashville with our friend Precious Harris. We've got a special guest coming later this week when it comes to about music, an up-and-comer in country music that we'll introduce you later in the week that we'll let you know about. Thursdays, we're going to take a look at books. We've got to look at all that's going on from a festival standpoint in Dixie. And, of course, our Friday Free for Y'all, all that throughout the rest of the week. But we've got a lot going on today as we start a whole new week of the Y'all Show. We've got knuckleheads galore from Florida and other states to tell you about in our headlines in just a second as we have that part of our show here to start today's Y'all Show. Later this hour, we've got our Y'all Street Business Report. We've got news from the transactions of business across the region that we'll share with you. And then at the end of this hour, we've got hashtag hullabaloo coming your way with some really fun things there, including porches yes porches are a great thing in the south and especially if they're where you can go out and take a nap take a little snooze in the afternoon heat and we're going to talk about porches and more when we get to our hashtag hullabaloo later this hour in the second hour of today's y'all show we'll look back at the weekend and sports bunch of college headlines we've got injuries on the collegiate front to tell you about we actually have a passing a former western kentucky hilltopper who spent decades in the coaching ranks died suddenly and he's been an assistant coach with the pittsburgh steelers of the nfl he died at training camp over the weekend, and we'll let you know about that passage at the start of the second hour. And then we'll have our friend Jerry Short on with short stories. What's going on in Takapola? Well, Jerry Short will let us know when he drops by for his fun report in the second hour of today's y'all show hey connect to us our number 803-816-1170 our website y'all.com you can find us on instagram and twitter at y'all show also you can find us all kinds of ways for example on apple if you have an apple iphone or if you have a smartphone maybe an android check out the iHeartRadio, the tune in radio app and the apple podcast apps those are all streaming apps that you can have for your phone you can also have them for your ipad and the y'all show shows up on all of those devices free of charge if you just find it on any of those things again tune in iHeartRadio, and also the apple podcast app and set it up to come down instantly instantly downloads to your smartphone or app every time that we put a new show up so very easy for you to find us like us share us and we appreciate it. Of course, you can find us on Facebook, y'all.com there. And we're going to have a lot of fun, as I said, this week, today, and much, much more. Hopefully your weekend was good. I'm glad that we got through a couple of days here without more carnage, more days of trying to recover after the horrible tragedies we had the previous weekend in El Paso and in Dayton, Ohio, and more fallout from that as 
is Congress going to get back together? Is it going to get punted until they come back after Labor Day? That's what it looks like right now. We'll have more on this on the Tuesday political report of the Y'all Show. You don't want to miss out on that. But starting out our headline today, man in West Tennessee, people are breathing a little easier today after a five-day manhunt ended on Sunday. And the convict there that escaped from the West Tennessee prison, he was captured on Sunday And this is after he's suspected of killing a corrections administrator before escaping prison on a tractor. And he was captured captured a couple of hours after homeowners recognized him on their outdoor surveillance camera. Curtis Ray Watson back in custody after he put his hands up and arrested as he came out of a soybean field in the West Tennessee community of Henning on Sunday. The capture ended a five-day manhunt. This field is about 10 miles from the prison that Watson escaped from Wednesday of last week, and that's also near home where he had been seen on surveillance camera earlier on Sunday. The homeowners called police after one of them recognized Watson from police-issued photos. And by the way, the prison there in Hitting, Tennessee, again, 10 miles. So this guy, after being on the run for five days, didn't get more than 10 miles from the prison. That's great. A lot of people thought maybe he was having some help in his escape that's good news photos provided by the residence camera showed that the 41 year old was dressed in a camouflage bib overalls and a hat carrying a camp backpack dozens of officers mobilized in the area after the sighting and they were able to get him again there in lauderdale county tennessee and he back in behind bars Rewards totaling $57,000 were offered for information leading to Watson's arrest. The governor of Tennessee, Bill Lee, put a t- tweet out on Sunday. Tremendous news that his this fugitive is back in custody. And again, he killed the 64-year-old Mrs. Johnson there who worked at the Tennessee Corrections. Deborah Johnson's body was found with a cord wrapped around her neck Wednesday morning. And a manhunt ensued. And luckily, they were able to get him. Her funeral will be held later this week there and we are hope this man this convict who escaped is gonna feel the maximum pressure of the law he wasn't in prison by the way for a life sentence i think he had been in prison for a couple of years and had about 10 more left but he decided to kill this corrections official and now after being on the run for five days you can expect him to spend the rest of his life behind bars perhaps even the death penalty i'm not sure what the rules of tennessee are but Luckily, West Tennesseans are glad that Curtis Ray Watson now back in custody. Sad situation in North Mississippi on Sunday after authorities say a man was killed during a shooting at a Northeast Mississippi church. Ripley Police Chief Scott White in North Mississippi and Tippa County said the shooting occurred Sunday at West Ripley Church of Christ. White says a constable for Tippa County, Keith Bullock, and another church member were involved in the shooting the newspaper there in that area reports that 57-year-old Patrick Sanders of Dumas was pronounced dead at the scene. Additional details about what happened not immediately known. The shooting occurred shortly before the 1130 service on Sunday morning. Mississippi Bureau of Investigation is conducting the investigation there in Ripley, Mississippi. Oddly enough, two headlines from both Ripley's, one in Tennessee and one in Mississippi to start our headlines today. In Texas, a boy... A 16-year-old boy has died after being mauled by three pit bulls inside the fence backyard of a Dallas-area home where the dogs live. And in Irving, Texas, the police announced Sunday that the boy had died and an officer had to be treated for a dog bite. A police statement says officers responded around 5 a.m. Saturday to reports of a dog attack 
and arrived to find the dogs mauling the boy who did not live at the home. The teen died Saturday night at the hospital. His name has not been released. Police shot one of the dogs who later had to be euthanized. The other two were taken to a shelter. Irving, Texas police are investigating why the teen was at the home. The owner told investigators that the boy was trespassing. But again, the 16-year-old dying after being attacked by three dogs in a Irving, Texas backyard. A former congressional candidate in Georgia has now pleaded guilty in the death of her husband. And this Democratic congressional candidate, Kelly Lynn Collins, 31 years old, now facing charges in the shooting death of her 41-year-old husband, Kurt Kane, whose body was found in his home in Aiken, South Carolina, last August. Investigators determined he'd been shot in the back and died from loss of blood. Collins and Kane had only been married for a week before his death, and Collins had been made the beneficiary of Kane's insurance less than a month before he was killed. And this is in the Augusta, Georgia area. The McDuffie County, Georgia Sheriff's Office arrested Collins on August 8, 2018, and they extradited her to Aiken five days later. Collins had run as a Democrat to represent Georgia's 10th congressional district, but dropped out before the 2018 election. Kane was serving as the treasurer of her campaign, according to the Federal Election Commission. Collins initially rejected the plea deal, but accepted after speaking with her lawyers. Again, this former congressional candidate and only 31 years old, Kelly Lynn Collins, now pleading guilty in the death of her husband, killing him in South Carolina, but she's from Georgia. An update on a story we told you about last week in Louisiana, the man whose whole face covered in tattoos, this defendant with face tattoos convicted of killing two, and his attorney had sought a jury that wouldn't judge the ink on his face, but 29-year-old Williams Bottoms Jr., he faced two counts of second-degree murder stemming from the deaths of two men back in 2017. They were shot, found shot in the head in the backseat of a car covered with a sheet. And this man in Louisiana sought a jury who wouldn't judge the double homicide, but was convicted of murder on Friday. And now we segue to some of our more bizarre stories coming from the Southland over the last few days. Maybe y'all saw this on the local headlines of your local newscast or something like that. A Virginia man survived on Coca-Cola for five days after falling in his home. And Glenn Smith fell on the kitchen floor of his Alexandria, Virginia home back on July 29th. And for the next five days, he drank Coca-Cola that was within arm's reach. And the elderly man was unable to get help after falling there at his home. But this Coca-Cola was his lifeblood there. On August 2nd, a mail carrier became suspicious after noticing that Smith's front door had been left open for several days and his mail was piling up. The mail carrier notified a neighbor who called the police. Officers arrived at the home to investigate, found him lying on the floor and in need of medical assistance. And that's when Arlington County Fire Department medics arrived on the scene and transported him to the Virginia Hospital Center. And a spokesperson there with the fire department said that Smith was in stable condition when he was transported to the hospital. And his age not disclosed in local reports, but he's believed to be, again, elderly. And a good testimonial for Coca-Cola. This man is alive, perhaps because he was able to drink Coke for a couple of days and Maybe he didn't become dehydrated. Again, unfortunately, fell. A lot of people fall, unfortunately, of all ages. But it seems the more age you have, the more likely you're going to be falling. And this man luckily fell within arm's distance of a couple of Coca-Colas. Now, to Florida. A naked Florida bicyclist stole underwear from a sex shop, according to cops in Broward County. 
the man who's known as John Smith because he refused to divulge his name after police accused him of pedaling a bike around Wilton Manors, Florida, in the nude before stealing underwear. The police station cited the police report as saying the man left the shop without paying for the underwear and without the bike. And we'll see what happens there. A spokesperson there in Wilton Manors said the subject left the business, continuing to walk up and down Wilton Drive, where he removed the stolen clothing item again, exposing his sexual organs in public. This man, 38 years old, in custody, and maybe will be there for quite a while after he was seen pedaling a bicycle in the nude before swiping underwear from a, a sex shop of all places in Florida. Another Sunshine State stupid person, okay? A man there drove a golf cart into the local Walmart, and he tried to hit shoppers before hitting a cash register. Again, this is in Florida we're talking about here. This case, we're talking about the Tampa area. And deputies had to come up and arrest in Hillsborough County, 56-year-old Michael Hudson now facing charges for driving this golf cart through the doors of Walmart's Supercenter and hitting several shoppers. And Hillsborough County's Sheriff's Office, they received reports around 1230 last week of a disorderly man who was blocking entry to a liquor store near his golf cart near a Walmart in Gibsonton, Florida. The man had reportedly demanded to speak with a manager and refused to leave the front of the liquor store. And when deputies arrived, they tried talking to Mr. Hudson. But outside the store, he suddenly took off in the golf cart, driving through a crowded pedestrian area near the front entrance, forcing customers to run out of the way. To avoid being hit, deputies ordered him to stop, but he continued to speed through the Walmart, hitting the front glass doors, and he eventually crashed into the cash register. He was arrested and transported to the Tampa General Hospital, where he received medical attention. Several customers were treated at the scene of the incident, but none taken to the hospital, thankfully. And now Mr. Hudson faces multiple counts of aggravated battery, aggravated assault with a motor vehicle, trespassing, resisting arrest, and felony criminal mischief. <laughs> and this comes just a couple of days after police arrested 31-year-old Wayne Lee Paget, an employee's son, for selling for calling the same Gibsonton, Florida Walmart, threatening to shoot up the store. So this Walmart there in the Tampa area, glad to get last week behind him there, and unfortunately more problems after this man goes in there on his golf cart. 21-year-old Jaderic Freeman is a Montgomery, Alabama resident, but he just happened to be hanging out in Greenville, South Carolina the other day. And that's when he decided to drive around drunk, and I guess maybe he doesn't, he doesn't know the roads, highways, and byways of Greenville, South Carolina, and he failed to hit his brakes, and his car crashed into a building. And guess what kind of store Mr. Freeman drove into? He hit, he didn't hit the brakes, and because of that, he ran into a brakes shop. <laughs> and he was arrested over the weekend after driving into brakes for less in Greenville, South Carolina. He allegedly hit another car, lost control of his own vehicle, and then crashed into the business before then damaging several more cars inside. He was charged with driving under the influence after crashing in the store there in the upstate of South Carolina, the man was transported to a medical facility to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Again, charged with a, a Dewey there after he hit brakes for less. Their store located on Lawrence Road in the Greenville, South Carolina area. But this man, not a good time there in Greenville after he got there from his native Alabama. 
All right. I've done a lot of news reads throughout the last year and a half. I have never reported on an orgy, but here's your first orgy story to tell you about here on the All Southern program. A suspect has stolen a gun during an anonymous mask orgy in Deltona, Florida, about 30 miles north of Orlando. This happened back in July, and the suspect stole this gun during this anonymous mask orgy. And the sheriff's deputies said they have no leads. Gee, I wonder why. The theme of this was anonymous sex and participants were encouraged to use fake names, invite friends, and come and go as they pleased during the weekend. The party was also advertised on social media. That's when a 9mm Glock was left on the nightstand of the master bedroom during the party and police said the gun's owner wasn't able to make any identifications. Wow, that's just too bad there. And the county sheriff of Volusia County, Todd Smith, said, we're probably not going to solve this one, and DNA is not going to be an option. After the theft was reported, the homeowner was apprehensive about giving more details to detectives, but eventually told them about the party. He said he probably only knew five or six of the guests at this Deltona, Florida orgy. Don't take a gun to a naked mask orgy is the moral of that story for people who probably don't have a lot of morals not that i'm judging well if you happen to tune in saturday night the atlanta braves versus miami marlins game at marlins park in miami the atlanta braves blew a chance at another win they are your national league east leading team but the pitching staff specifically the relief pitching staff really blew this one the braves had a four run lead in the ninth inning and couldn't capitalize losing in the 10th inning and sean newcomb he showed his frustration by causing a fire extinguisher to go off after he kicked a trash can leaving marlins park on saturday night and he had this meltdown in the team's clubhouse and this triggered a chain reaction that set off a fire extinguisher after their loss to the marlins the 26 year old kicked this metal garbage can in frustration after he gave up the winning run in the 10th inning, the garbage can hit a fire extinguisher hanging on the tunnel wall between the dugout and clubhouse. And then the extinguisher started to spew chemical spray as a large fan helped send smoke and dust flying through the air, which temporarily blocked the Braves from entering their clubhouse in Miami before the team's next to last game in Miami during their four-game series. A crew had to come clean up the mess Sunday morning. One worker said, Newcomb apologized and offered to pay for any damage. Well, he he better. The Braves again had a 6-2 lead going into the bottom of the ninth before the Marlins, who have the worst record in the National League, rallied. And then they got the win off Newcomb in the 10th inning. And a very, very tough loss for the Bravos in this one. The Braves did come back on Sunday and get the fourth game of the series in the win column. They have a day off today. They host the New York Mets for a couple of days at SunTrust Park in Atlanta. That's your Braves update and your Sean Newcomb update. Who's going to be sending some money to the Marlins organization for causing this little little hiccup, little dust up there in the clubhouse after he he helped. He, he wasn't the only one, but he helped lead to a, a meltdown on the pitching staff on saturday night and that is a quick look at headlines from across the south here as we start a whole new week of y'all talk with a southern accent when we come back we've got a quick look at some of the business transactions of the southeast we'll actually have some news about that raid in mississippi last week where ice officials went in 
and sent 680 poultry plant employees to they arrested them and we've got an update on that and some feedback as well on that plus other headlines on the business front that's up next plus don't forget later this hour hashtag hullabaloo coming your way all this on y'all Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. This is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it can overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, CrossFit, you name it. Because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Use as directed. Just a few years ago, Mozambique's Nyasa National Reserve in southern Africa was a danger zone for elephants. Organized gangs of poachers took them down by the thousands for their ivory tusks. Conservationists and governments got together to eliminate poaching. Today, Nyasa hasn't lost a single elephant in more than a year. With your support, we can keep places like Nyasa safe. Find out more at 96elephants.org. Y'all talk with a southern accent, and we want to hear your accent. Text or call 803-816-1170 with a question or a comment. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. Make sure to like the Y'all.com Facebook page and bookmark the website, Y'all.com, which has bunches of great southern reads. And get the on-demand editions at iTunes Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and the iHeartRadio apps. Now back to the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Oh, those are some great ways for you to connect to us on the All Southern Program. And on the All Southern Program, we connect you with all things Southern, including right now, what's going on in Southern business and more. It's our Y'all Southern Business Report here on this Monday edition. And if you were tuned into the headlines last week, you know about the 680 illegal workers working in Mississippi at chicken plants there in Morton, Mississippi, in the Jackson, Mississippi area, like Canton, Mississippi. They had a raid there at these food processing plants on Wednesday of last week. And the authorities went in and raided Koch Foods there in Morton. 
and U.S. immigration officials arresting all of these guys. Well, and, and maybe some gals, too. Six of seven Mississippi chicken processing plants raided last week were, quote, willfully and unlawfully employing people who lacked authorization to work in the United States, including workers wearing electronic monitoring bracelets at work for previous immigration violations. That, according to unsealed court documents, federal investigators behind the biggest immigration raid in a decade relied on confidential informants inside the plants in addition to data from the monitoring bracelets to help make their case, according to the documents. Sworn statements supported the search warrants that led a judge to authorize last week's raids and aren't official charges, but give the first detailed look at the evidence collected in what immigration and customs enforcement officials had described as a year-long investigation. And again, 680 people round up during the Wednesday operation. Three Democratic congressmen on Friday demanded the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Justice produce information. They want to know the cost of the raids, whether employers face criminal charges, and whether any U.S. citizens were detained and how many parents were separated from children, and whether any still remain separated so it was a big deal we way actually told you a little bit about this last week i'm going to tell you right now coming up in the second hour when jerry short stops by we're going to have a lot more to say about that as jerry has his own experience working with really i mean this is no secret we have a lot of illegal aliens if you want to call them that some call them undocumented workers here in this country and we need them we need them Let's be honest. We got to have them for working in places like food plants. But should there be another alternative? Should there be some other way instead of just packing them up and shipping them south of the border, leaving some of their family members here? Probably there's got to be a better solution. And we're going to talk about options with Jerry Short when we get to the second hour. But right now for Koch Foods in Mississippi, a, a rough go of it at this processing plant there for chicken specifically as you've got a lot of rural parts of our region that have these chicken processing plants and the vast majority of workers are going to be certainly people who are from south of the border whether they are officially legal or not that's the great debate (laughs) but i'll tell you what if you take all those people who are questionable away You're not going to have as much chicken to eat, I promise you that, and other types of food that rely on these kind of workers or other kind of industries that rely on people who are questionable at best. All right, let's tell you about Walt Disney World. Disney has launched a new vacation package for families, and we want to tell you about it. According to Disney Parks blog, beginning on Sunday for only $999, a family of three, two adults and one child, ages three to nine years, can share the magic of Disney with a fun getaway. Here's what the package includes. A two-night stay in a standard room at a select Disney's All-Star Resort. A two-park magic ticket, which, which that includes a one-day-only admission to Magic Kingdom Park and a one-day-only admission to Disney's Animal Kingdom. You get a stroller rental per day, subject to availability, and one merchandise bag that includes a plush, an autograph book, a My First Visit Mickey ears, and a reusable bag. Rooms can be booked up till September 24th. Prices are valid for arrivals most Sunday through Wednesday nights, August 11th through the 25th. So I guess they're trying to get you down there right now. So if you've been waiting on a good deal to go to Disney World, 
Again, for $999 for a family of three, two adults and one child, that child between the ages of three to nine, you can go to Disney World for a two-night stay at the Disney's All-Star Resort, a two-park magic ticket with one-day-only admission to Magic Kingdom Park and a one-day-only admission to Disney's Animal Kingdom and a stroller and a merchandise bag. I assume that's a good deal. I haven't necessarily paid for a Disney ticket and really in my adult life to be honest with you so if you are used to going to disney world you probably are sitting there thinking man that's a pretty good deal or you're like what are those people trying to do trying to sucker us for even more money i don't know the answer i'm just telling you i'm relaying it this is our y'all street business report y'all could take it up with disney if you want how about atlanta atlanta is according to one source one of the most overworked cities in the nation The ATL is joined by fellow southern cities, Washington, D.C., and Houston in this overworked cities evaluation. Those three are joined by fellow big cities, Seattle and Chicago, as the top five most overworked cities in the country. This, again, according to a study released by the mobile technology company Kisi, K-I-S-I. And for those looking to catch a break at work, you also might want to consider San Diego, Sacramento, or Omaha. Those cities are the least work-intensive places so it shows that the South, we're working or took us off. For example, in Washington, D.C., people there work about 43 hours a week on average. They take nine days of vacation and spend about 35 minutes each day getting to work. That's in Washington, D.C. I don't know what that breaks down for Atlanta and Houston, but I know that San Diego and those other towns, hey, they're just cool, man. They're just taking it easy. They're not working as hard. But yeah, Atlanta houston and dc three of your most overworked cities in the nation according to this research okay all right if you saw a movie being filmed in louisiana over the last couple of months called the hunt well it just came out that universal has canceled this movie's september release this movie was set to star hillary swank and others and universal pictures has canceled the planned release next month of this controversial social satire in the wake of recent mass shootings and also from criticism from President Donald Trump. The boo came a couple days after the studio suspended the ad campaign for the film, which is a R-rated thriller that tells the tale of liberal elites hunting people in red states for sport. In the statement released over the weekend, Universal Pictures said it had decided to take the further step of canceling the film September 27th release, saying, We understand that now is not the right time to release this film. Not sure if it's going to come out direct to, let's say, Netflix or other options. But again, this was filmed in Louisiana, and they're not going to be releasing it at least anytime soon. It was produced by Jason Blum's Blumhouse and starred Swank as well as Betty Gilpin, directed by Craig Zobel. The Hunt, suspended, perhaps never coming out. That's good news for the red staters. They don't want to see movies about people being shot just because they live in Republican areas, of course. All right, let's talk a little bit about the president, his policy on tariffs, and is it affecting our southern farmers? Well, I can tell you that according to a couple of farmers in York County, South Carolina, they're telling a federal expert that tariffs are indeed hurting them as they recently met with a person there from the Farm Production and Conservation Agency. Bill Northey is the undersecretary for that agency, and he met with local farmers in York County at Black's Peaches in York, South Carolina. 
And he told people that they're working to try to remedy the problems there. President Trump has engaged in ongoing talks with China to negotiate a better trade deal for the U.S. And as part of the approach, the administration has imposed tariffs on some imported Chinese goods. In retaliation, the Chinese government placed tariffs on some U.S. agricultural imports. And that's lower the price farmers get for their commodities. And J.E.B. Wilson, who owns a farm in Lowry's, South Carolina, said the market price for commodities were already down and the tariffs made it worse. He said, you want cotton to be around 90 cents a pound. And right now it's dropped. As of yesterday, it dropped to 56 cents a pound. So 34 cents cheaper than what he would like to see it. Last year, the president authorized a payout payout plan of $12 billion to assist farmers affected by the retaliatory tariffs. This month, the administration announced details of an additional $16 billion farm aid package. Three programs are included in the package to help agricultural producers. So South Carolina's cotton producers, soybean growers, and more likely to see receive some type of government stipend or repayment or something like that for what's going on in their little dust up China over the whole tariff situation. But it was good to see at least a person from the government representing that side and and answering questions and meeting with local farmers there last week in York County, South Carolina, and throughout the rest of the Southeast. I'm sure we're seeing similar unfortunate problems with the pricing, but maybe this will all get fixed and it will be, in the end, a good thing for everybody. That's that's all we can hope for, and that's what it, – it better happen that way. Or else, guess what? Some of the areas that voted for the president may not be quite so eager for him in about a year and three or four months from now. And when we come back on y'all, we're going to have hashtag Hullabaloo. We've got some fun stuff to share with you, including porches. Would you like to go take a nap on a nice porch here in mid-August? We'll tell you how to do that and the history behind that. When the Y'all Show continues, you don't want to miss out on the fun. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, 
I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires. Or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Poof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. To the Y'all Show on a Monday. Good to have you as we continue on with more of the show about the South with your host, John Rawl. And we go to Taste Mag on Twitter at Taste of the South as we get this hashtag probably up and going for the week. And Taste of the South, preserving the past and celebrating the future of Southern food. Well, yummy. And here's their tweet this week Crispy crackers make a delightfully crispy, buttery topping. For this cheesy squash casserole. And they've got a picture of this beautiful squash casserole. And sure enough, oh yeah, crackers make just a perfect complement to a squash casserole. Can you imagine a good casserole without good crackers to go along with it? I had to do some research. Well, actually, our, our crack, or should I say cracker team of crack researchers here at y'all, we, we found out some information specifically about Ritz crackers, because I think, I, I'm no expert when it comes to casseroles, but it seems that Ritz crackers just might be the most common cracker used in casseroles. If I'm wrong, I apologize. 803-816-1170 is where you can text me and say, hey, no way, you need to use this type of cracker. But we'll just say Ritz crackers, for argument's sake, is the leading casserole cracker. All right. Nabisco. Here's some history on Ritz. Nabisco introduced the Ritz cracker in 1934. They were looking to compete with a similar cracker made by a competitor called Sunshine Biscuits, and they asked an employee named Sidney Stern to create a name and advertising plan. Inspired by a hat, 
Stern created the name Ritz, which appealed to individuals suffering in the Great Depression, offering them a bite of the good life. He also created the blue circle yellow lettering logo design. In 2011, Ritz was listed as the best perceived snack brand among American consumers in a YouGov poll. So how about that? Ritz crackers, the best perceived snack brand. That's high praise. And if you've been in the grocery store lately and you looked up on the cracker aisle, there's a lot of choices there. And for that to be the best perceived brand, that's pretty good for Ritz. Ritz Crackers has a bunch of different choices these days. They have, of course, the original Ritz, which I encourage people to put in their casserole. But perhaps you want to go a different route. Here are some of your mini Ritz Cracker varieties available at your local supermarket. In addition to the Ritz original, you have the low-sodium Ritz, the reduced-fat Ritz, the whole-wheat Ritz, the honey wheat Ritz, the roasted vegetable Ritz, mmm, the bacon Ritz, the garlic butter Ritz, the honey butter Ritz, the hint of salt Ritz, and Ritz fresh stacks. Now, is that not quite a variety? That's about 10 different varieties of Ritz crackers for you to choose from next time you're down at the local grocery store. You, when you're down at the Piggly Wiggly, you can look at all the various Ritz cracker options if your store carries them all. I don't think my local Dollar General has all 10 varieties of Ritz, but boy, Ritz great. And casseroles like squash casseroles, this taste of the South has let us know about today. But they're also just yummy by themselves. And of course, yummy with some peanut butter. So many other things Ritz crackers are wonderful with. And although born in the North in 1934, we're going to go ahead and claim them here below the Mason-Dixon line. Miranda Lambert is on Twitter. Yes, the Miranda Lambert, the country music songstress, the blonde out of East Texas, and a great Southern girl. And if you don't believe me, here's Miranda Lambert's Twitter account, at Miranda Lambert, and here's her profile. This is what she puts on her profile. So what are y'all doing? Question mark. That's, that's all she's got on there. Now, Miranda, you and I, we need to talk. We need to talk, girl. You don't know how to spell y'all, at least not in your profile. She wrote, so what are y'all doing? And she spelled y'all Y-A apostrophe L-L. Come on, Miranda. You can do better. And I know you can because in 2005, I gave you a really cool y'all t-shirt and a really cool y'all ball cap. And I've got photos and I'm going to bring those back out to everybody to see soon so that they can see that you should know how to spell y'all because I gave you the right apparel to wear right when your career was starting off and you can thank y'all for your great success just kidding she's 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 cool and i like her parents too miranda lambert this weekend on twitter she put on twitter a little video and it says fyi the new yorker took to the cast iron skillet just fine hashtag southern hashtag texan and she's got this little video attached to her Twitter message. It has video of her frying buttermilk chicken. And it says, buttermilk fried chicken, y'all. Damn right. Now, if you're wondering, what is Miranda talking about saying, FYI, the New Yorker took to the cast iron skillet just fine, hashtag something. I think, and you know, I haven't talked to Miranda in a couple of years. I think she's talking about her new hubby. Yes, in February of this year, she announced on social media that she'd married New York City Police Department Officer Brendan McLaughlin, and she married him in late January in Nashville. 
Now, Miranda's 35 years young. She, of course, was married to Blake Shelton, but had a very public divorce, a very public split up. She still really hadn't quite got over it. And she goes and marries this guy who works for the NYPD. And I guess that's what she's talking about when she's on Twitter this week talking about cooking fried chicken in her cast iron skillet and the New Yorker took to it just fine. I think that's what she's talking about. Go check out her Twitter account. You can make your own judgment. If you're going to marry a Yankee, at least marry one that will kind of keep you safe as this guy should. And also he likes his fried chicken. All right. Our final hashtag hullabaloo to pass along comes from Christine Froba at Christine underscore Froba, a journalist, a raconteur, and she's also enjoying life. And she wrote on Twitter this week, the sleeping porch is everything. Hashtag Southern. Hashtag New Orleans. And I'm not exaggerating. She spelled everything. E-V-E-R-A-H-T-H-I-N-G exclamation mark. The sleeping porch is everything. Well, I don't happen to own a home. Hopefully you do. I don't happen to own a home currently with a sleeping porch. In fact, I've never owned a home with what's called a sleeping porch. And for those of you who aren't quite sure what in the heck Christine's talking about, a sleeping porch, it's a deck or balcony, sometimes screened, otherwise enclosed with screen windows, and it's furnished for sleeping in the warmer months, like August. Sleeping porches can be on the ground level, or sometimes they can be on a higher story and in either the front or back of a house. The idea of a sleeping porch dates back over 100 years ago when people would sleep on a screened-in porch to get the coolness of the night air during summer without being bothered by bugs. Mmm, don't want them bugs crawling on you in the nighttime. Before the advent of air conditioning, families often created sleeping areas on outdoor porches where children would sleep during the warmer months. Sleeping porches first gained popularity at the turn of the 20th century, Many folks back then believed that the fresh air helped sufferers of tuberculosis, a respiratory system illness which was the leading cause of death at that time in the U.S., and health experts then also touted the benefits of fresh air for avoiding other illnesses. Love our fresh air, and you can get that when you're on a screened-in porch or a sleeping porch, then and now. And if you have a sleeping porch, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't think we have to worry about the old tuberculosis these days like we did 120 years ago and more. But, yes, they're a wonderful thing. And you'll find them in New Orleans, and perhaps you'll find them in your special slice of the South. And that from Christine Froba. Thank you for letting us know about sleeping porches on today's Y'all Show. I think I'm going to go jump in my sleeping porch area and take a little nap during this commercial break. Just kidding. We encourage you to listen to our sponsors very closely. We love our sponsors both here on the Y'all Show and our local radio affiliates that carry their own local sponsors. Thank you. Don't ever nap on our sponsors, okay? When we come back in the second hour, we're going to start it off with a look back at the sports headline from this past weekend, and then our friend Jerry Short will be on with the stories from Takapola. All that ahead on Y'all's Second Hour. You don't want to miss out on the fun. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. 
It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. This is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it can overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, CrossFit, you name it. Because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Use as directed. Just a few years ago, Mozambique's Nyasa National Reserve in southern Africa was a danger zone for elephants. Organized gangs of poachers took them down by the thousands for their ivory tusks. Conservationists and governments got together to eliminate poaching. Today, Nyasa hasn't lost a single elephant in more than a year. With your support, we can keep places like Nyasa safe. Find out more at 96elephants.org. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. It's another hour of y'all talk with a Southern accent with your host, John Rawl. 803-816-1170 is our number to text or call with your questions, comments, feedbacks, criticism. We'll take it all, y'all. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to welcome on the teller of tales from Takapola. I know he's going to have some fun things to discuss, and we can't wait for Jerry Short to join us in just a little bit here. But right now, as we start our second hour of today's Y'all Show, let's look back at the headlines from the sports world. And sadly, on Sunday, we found out that the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver coach Daryl Drake died suddenly at the age of 62 years old. He was a native of Louisville. He played collegiately for the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers and had coached in all types of 
college roles as well as the NFL, starting out at Western Kentucky, his alma mater in the early 80s. Then he went to Georgia, where he was a wide receivers coach in the early 90s. Then at Baylor, then he was a wide receivers coach for the Texas Longhorns during the Mac Brown era. Also went to the NFL, where he started out with the Chicago Bears as a receivers coach in 2004. Was with them when they went to the Super Bowl. He was at the Cardinals as a wide receivers coach. And then last year, he was a wide receivers coach in Pittsburgh for the Steelers. And that's where, sadly, he died at 62 on Sunday during the Steelers training camp in Pennsylvania. Daryl Drake, the Louisville native and a Western Kentucky alum, dead at the age of 62. More news on college football to pass along here on this Monday. The Florida Gators defensive back John Huggins has been dismissed from the football program. A spokesman for UF declined to say what prompted the sophomore's dismissal. He missed all of preseason camp while dealing with what Coach Dan Mullen called a family issue. And now he is off the program Now, according to a police report at the University of Florida released last week, a 19-year-old University of Florida student accused John Huggins of choking her during a tutoring session in October. Huggins was upset because the tutor took his phone in hopes of ensuring that he would stay for the entire session, according to the report. That could be part of the reason that, again, this defensive back Huggins out of the Gator football program to Tuscaloosa and running back Trey Sanders will have foot surgery, according to Nick Saban. And sources have confirmed that team officials fear the true freshman for the running uh, true freshman running back for Alabama is going to miss the entire 2019 season. Coach Saban said Sanders will be out indefinitely following surgery. He did not provide any further details after the Crimson Tide completed their first full scrimmage of the preseason over the weekend. More football transfer news to tell you about. Former Georgia outside linebacker Brenton Cox is going to go play for the Florida Gators. He's the Benedict Arnold of college football for 2019. Just kidding. As Mark Schleyball of ESPN reported that last week, he's a five-star recruit who left the team earlier last week, and he's a sophomore from Stockbridge, Georgia, listed as a player on Florida's – already listed as a player on Florida's 2019 roster – He'll have to sit out the season under NCAA transfer rules unless he can obtain a waiver from the NCAA to immediately play. Again, Brenton Cox, who just announced last week he was leaving UGA, now this outside linebacker, already landing at the Dogs' arguably biggest SEC rival, the Florida Gators. News out of Norman as Oklahoma Sooner defensive back Trey Norwood is out for the entire season, according to Lincoln Riley. Riley told reporters that Norwood sustained a non-contact injury, and Norwood injured his knee during a practice last week. He's one of the most experienced and versatile players for the OU secondary starting the last 19 games. He worked at cornerback, safety, and nickelback in the spring and he was expected to be a key player in the new offense, or rather new defense, under coordinator Alex Grinch. Again, Trey Norwood of the Oklahoma Sooners out for what looks like the entire 2019 season. Another injury to tell you about in the ACC in this case, wide receiver Jake Bobo is going to be out indefinitely after fracturing his right clavicle during a Blue Devils practice Bobo, who was a projected starter for David Cutcliffe's Duke football team, was injured Thursday and had surgery on Friday. He had 10 receptions for 167 yards and a touchdown in all of the games last year. Remember, Duke opens up against Alabama and Atlanta on August 31st. The Memphis Tigers have a new athletic director 
as the president of the University of Memphis, David Rudd, announced that Laird Veach is the school's new director of athletics. Veach had served as the executive associate's athletic director for internal affairs at the University of Florida since July of 2017. Before that, he served as a deputy athletics director and interim athletics director at Kansas State in Manhattan, Kansas. And he will be, again, the U of M's new athletics director Go Tigers go. A guy who had been, again, at Florida, Kansas State, also at Iowa State and Mizzou, as well as the Texas Longhorns, the new head man of the athletic department for the University of Memphis. To NASCAR, Kevin Harvick won a NASCAR Cup race at Michigan International Speedway for the second straight year, giving him two victories this year and his 47th win during his illustrious career. Kevin Harvick, winner at Michigan International Speedway. And to golf, under the shadow of Lady Liberty there in New York's harbor, Patrick Reed, the Augusta State Jaguar national champion golfer and 2018 Masters winner. He got his first win since winning that green jacket as he won there at the Northern Trust, which was the first leg of the FedEx playoffs. A huge win, allowing him to just sneak by John Rahm and Texan slash Mexican Abraham Answer in the win at the Jersey City Golf Course, and he has a whole bunch of points. He's now number two, only behind Brooks Kepka in the FedEx rankings. And now golf's playoffs move on to the second leg in Chicago this weekend. And remember, East Lake outside of Atlanta is going to be your PGA Championship tournament coming up. The PGA, whatever they call that darn thing, gets kind of confusing. The the PGA Tour Championship, I guess is the correct term, at East Lake, east of Atlanta. That's coming up in just a few weeks. But Patrick Reed getting his next uh, latest win on the tour there in Jersey City this past weekend. And that's a look at the sports happenings from this past weekend. When we come back on y'all, hey, you don't want to miss the fun. Our friend Jerry Short's going to be here, and he's going to have a lot to say about going back to school. It's that special time of year when the little kiddies go out and get on the school bus for the first time maybe ever. But maybe it's the first time in a couple of months, or maybe you're jumping in the line and dropping them off at the school here. Yeah, it's back to school time. Jerry's got something to say about that. And he also has something to weigh in on those illegal immigration raids, the the raids that ICE did last week in Mississippi, where 680 illegal workers were taken in, and, and many have been released, but a lot of them are still in custody. Some may even be exported to their native countries and jerry's going to talk about that as we have our story time with the takapola storyteller coming up in just a few minutes you don't want to miss out on the fun as the y'all show with your host john raw continues blue star medicated ointment gets five star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. 
this is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. This is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it can overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, crossfit, you name it. Because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Uses directed. Just a few years ago, Mozambique's Nyasa National Reserve in southern Africa was a danger zone for elephants. Organized gangs of poachers took them down by the thousands for their ivory tusks. Conservationists and governments got together to eliminate poaching. Today, Nyasa hasn't lost a single elephant in more than a year. With your support, we can keep places like Nyasa safe. Find out more at 96elephants.org. It's the Y'all Show here on the start of a whole new week. The show that's all about the South. This is Y'all and it's time to go to Takapola with our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short. Hello, Jerry. Hey, John. How's it going? It's going good. Jerry, most kids in the South are hitting the schools this very week. Some went back last week. Some went back even two weeks ago. Some, if you're lucky, in Louisiana and Texas, you don't have to go to school for another week or two. So as a child, Jerry, did this kind of going back to school, did that was that a good or bad thing? Uh, it was an expected thing. So uh you know, we didn't go back to school then until after Labor Day. All over the South? All over where I went to school. <laughs> so I didn't know I wasn't all over the South. Wait, uh, did you go to school? Uh, I think somebody made me go. Okay. Yeah. Probably had a whip in there. Probably, you know, they they could they could handle me better then. Well, you you must have gone to school at some point. So when you didn't go to school in the old days, and I do mean old, until after Labor Day, then when did you get out for the summer? We didn't have these spring breaks and all this kind of stuff, you know. So you had to go so many days then. Now, unfortunately, this is not really telling my age because it's the only place I know they did it. I went to a one-room schoolhouse in the first and second grade. And so the first grade was on one side of the room and the second grade was on the other side of the room. Then we graduated the next year after eight months only. We only went eight months. And then we, cause they had cotton picking and all that kind of good stuff in the South then, you know. That was a, uh, school in Como, Mississippi. And anyway, I, I, uh, went over to the second grade. And you really didn't learn a lot if you'll do the math on it. You got two years. 
and so you've, you're splitting the class up. So you only, you get less than, uh, eight months time in two years. So when I transferred to another school that did it, uh, I guess nine months in the proper way, I was well behind. They wanted to drop me back a class. However, my mother wouldn't let him and she said, He's passed the first and second grade at, at the other school where it was a one-room schoolhouse. So that's how it went then. Well, of course, where you're from, not exactly unique in that whole schedule of working the school calendar around the cotton field calendar. And so did kids like you, second, third graders, when it was cotton harvesting time, did you go out there in the fields? Uh, I did because we had cotton. And, uh, but, uh, that was a little bit later on. And cotton harvesting, we didn't do at the school I went to because it had a lot of professors' wives that taught at the next, uh, level up in third, fourth, fifth, and that point not. But, uh, I did go a little bit and just, uh, play around. And my daddy had a, uh, service stations and a motel on the highway in, uh, Como. So, uh, I didn't have to play the farm role very much right then. Mm. Man, you missed out. Well, of course, most of the Southerners these days don't necessarily plan their schedule around the cotton crop. However, a lot of those out there uh, in certain parts of the South, cotton is still king. And cotton, I, I don't know if you fancy yourself as an expert on cotton these days, but it's coming around. Isn't it going to be start harvested in some states at the end of August into September and October? I actually saw some blooms yesterday, which caught my eye because it had such a late uh, time to spot, uh, plant this year due to the weather. You know, we had all this rain and all this high water everywhere. Mm-hmm. Places in Delta is not even planting cotton in, you know, this year because the water didn't get off in time. So you need X amount of time. Now, I've been down in Juarez, Mexico in Christmas and, uh, they may get two crop, they may get two crops out of a, out of a cotton season, but I've seen cotton down there at Christmas, but not here. You're going to get only one and it is getting up. It is still not, it's still uh, not as high as it normally is due to the uh, weather we've had. Okay. Now, when you talk about cotton growing normally, most Southerners that I'm aware of, they say you got to get the cotton in the ground planted before May 1st. Yeah, w- May. which which means what is that about a four to five month growing season? Well, you got May. You need that. Uh, you need that uh, uh, weather early. You need some moisture on it too early, you know, to get it up. And then you need that hot sun later on. That's why we're such a cotton area because it, the weather is just perfect for growing cotton, like it is in, you know, in Egypt and places like that. Uh, if you notice a guy that uh, the uh, pillar. Uh, expert that does the commercials. He gets some of his cotton off of the Nile River where it runs into Egypt. He, he says that's why his pillars and sheets are so good. It's the best cotton in the world. You're talking about Mike Lindell, who, Mike, if you're listening, <laughs> you sponsor just about every program on television and radio, but for whatever reason, you're not sponsoring the Y'all Show. He needs to start doing that because he's a conservative and, uh, He's got southern tendencies, even though he's in probably the most northern uh, state of Minnesota, and uh, he promotes Minnesota, and I think that's the only state that Ronald Reagan didn't care. 
Well, they, they almost voted for Trump in 2016. I think it was about a one percentage point difference there, which is a, a bit surprising. And, of course, Lindell is very close to President Trump. I remember when Ted Cruz was in a very tight race with Robert Francis O'Rourke in November of 2018. They had a huge rally in Houston, and Lindell was down there just as a spectator. He went down to Houston specifically to see Trump hold a big rally for Ted Cruz in the Houston area. He do, he does do that. I heard an interview with him on uh Mark Levin show, and uh, he talked about that. You mean the great one? Uh, that's that's. I don't know if that's a self-proclaimed uh, title or or Hannity gave it to him, but he's uh, he calls himself the great one. Sometimes he gets a little bit off of the path for me, but he's he's good. You know, he's. I don't know about that. I'm, I still have issues with anybody who. Our, our, blames us. Well, blames the South. He he certainly comes after the South. This is Mark Levin we're talking about. And I'm sorry, he's on Fox News, and he's not the only one on Fox News, this so-called huge conservative network that go back, look at the tapes, just three to four years ago, they were laughing at a guy named Donald Trump's presidency effort. They were laughing at Trump. They were against Trump. And here we are. It's like Trump's even welcomed them in as their be- as his best friend. Yeah, you're right, and he does do that. But he does uh, call us out, and he really doesn't pay. You know, he's from Philadelphia. He says he spent all his time. Not the one in Mississippi. Uh, no, not not the Mississippi one. We're <laughs> probably a little bit more conservative, and we have more Indians. So uh, American Philadelphia, Mississippi, home of the Choctaw, Choctaw Indians, yeah. and they have a wonderful resort there. Uh, Pearl, Pearl River Resort. Yeah, they have two casinos there. And then they have a golf course. It's really, really good. But, uh, and that's all been put up by Chief Martin. Martin did all that stuff when we first legalized casinos. So he's made that, uh, that school system there, that high school system, they first class. They've got lots of money going. So they go back to school. They're probably happy. Because they've got a really good situation in Pearl, on you know, on the Pearl River. Yeah, you talking about Philip Martin? Philip Martin is he still alive? Uh, no, I think he's deceased okay. now. He was going to put one in Greenwood at Mount Mason, which was Greenwood Lafleur, who was an Indian, mm-hmm. and he was going to put one there. And then he had a uh, a lawyer friend in uh, uh, in Greenwood, and they worked it big to do it, and they. They were almost there when he died, when Philip died, and they changed chiefs and stuff. So I think they kind of dropped it back. And then, you know, the economy got kind of bad there for a while, and the casinos weren't doing near as good. And then Biloxi put casinos up at her halfway to Philadelphia. And then you got Tunica on the north end. And now you got West Memphis across the river to Dog Track. And Alabama has the porch casinos. Alabama has that. And they had the dog stuff, too. You know, um uh, what's his face? Uh, Paul Bear Bryant Jr. had a place at, uh, Utah, Alabama. He had a dog track there. And then they, after they closed the running the dogs, cause I worked over in Balmineral Leases, I'd eat there every day. And, uh, but they just had betting online and, and they had, uh, videos of, of dog races that you bet on that were uh, away from that area. It wasn't in Alabama. And uh, to try to tie things here together, this was not planned, Jerry. 
I know where you're talking about near that dog track in West Alabama. And of all things, do you know the name of that restaurant? Oh, gosh. You could eat it up at the top where the thing was. You could go down to the bottom. Well, this this was really not right at the track. I think it was on the other side of the interstate, but it was a place called the, oh, Cot- yeah. the Cotton, Cotton Patch. That's right. The Cotton Patch was on the other side of Interstate 20. Mm-hmm. It was. It, you went, I've eaten there before. I ate there many times in a previous okay. life, but uh, kind of a, a neat way to tie in yeah. Cotton yeah. And, right. and Bear Bryant and, yeah. and casinos. That's right. That's what we do here when we talk to the Takapola Storage Area. We are not done talking with Jerry Short here on this Monday, y'all. We've got more fun, and Jerry's been dying to get something off his chest. And when we come back, we'll find out exactly what that is as we close out this Monday. Y'all talk with a southern accent. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Blue Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252.
back into the final segment here on this first day of your work week. This is y'all, and I'm John, and I'm joined by the Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short here. And if you want to connect to us on the Y'all Show, our number, 803-816-1170. Well, Jerry, I was, we were, we, we've been talking about cotton and Mississippi and West Alabama and all the part of the South that you have a lot of agricultural industries. And I just happened to be flipping through the TV on Friday of last week, and I happened to see our commander-in-chief getting ready to get on the helicopter to fly off for a little vacation. But one of the hot topics that was asked of the president was this whole raid of Immigrations and Customs Enforcement in Morton, Mississippi last week, where they went in and I think they arrested 600-plus... 680, I think. 680 of um, illegal workers there and you have had experience maybe in the very early days of people coming across the border to work here in some of our let's just call it not so pretty jobs these are rough jobs and they went in last week on the first day of school in this county in mississippi and in morton mississippi and they did this big raid of course the big liberal bias here all these little kids were left without their parents which is true but i want to ask you as a guy who was around working some of these not so pretty jobs 30 40 years ago when some of these workers that were coming across the border at that time were they coming with families uh no they didn't come with families they came they usually had somebody that you know we subcontracted them i worked for a major company at that time and we planted a lot of pine trees every year. And the, the crews that we had planting pine trees before that, they they really didn't put much uh, pride in their work. And uh, uh, the survival of the pine uh, seedlings were anywhere from we, we'd plant 900 trees per acre starting out. We'd be lucky to get 400 to live the next year when we did the plantation survival checks. And so. We started using um, uh, a a subcontractor who used the uh, Spanish that came back across the uh, border, but they they came with a certain period of time on a green card that they could work, and then they would go back afterwards. But they would live in uh, wherever we had them set up. They planted pine trees, and they would live on site, and they would eat on site. And they didn't have children with them. They didn't have families with them. They stayed and worked unbelievable. I mean, it would be like a rabbit going through a briar patch the way they would go into areas that we hadn't site prepped really well for uh, to replant and tried to burn. It might be spots that didn't even burn. But they would plant. You know, we had special. We wanted At that time, we wanted uh, 677 trees per acre. And uh, so you had to plant them in a row, and they were nine by seven apart. And they would crawl and do it. It was unbelievable. And you'd never seen any native-born Americans do that kind of effort, put that kind of effort into the job? No, and, and we had them working for us. All constantly we had them working for years and years and years and years before we started using uh you know, now you plant with machinery, but at that time you didn't. But anyway, they uh, 
they would uh, get in there and do stuff that the people that we had before couldn't even imagine doing. And then we'd do survival checks on it the next year, and then we'd do it the fifth, third and fifth years. And every time it was where we didn't have to replant. Before, we'd have to go back and replant because survival would be so low. And you could take the uh, the 700 trees per acre and do the 7 by 9 spacing, and they would they would be perfect. When you went back and you could eat what you did, you took a and you took a, a tenth of an acre sample to see what it would be in that acre, how many trees. Mm-hmm. And when you did that radius around it, heck, you'd have uh, you'd have eighty percent, seventy five percent. Where before we'd had forty percent, and sometimes we'd have to go back and replant because we wanted to have six hundred twenty two trees per acre. You know, and so to get that, you had to have a good survival. But I, you know, not kind of on the funny side, I couldn't speak a word of Spanish, and uh, I had French, and uh, not that I could speak much Polyvalent Francais either. But uh, uh, I would be out there with them, and I, I'd go check on them, and, and I'd uh, holler Guadalajara or something. That'd be the only word I could holler. But they'd squat around a fire, and and they'd do refired beans and stuff like that, you know, and. Uh, so it was real interesting to watch them and watch the pride that they put in their work. It was the best thing. And then the contractor that we had, um, when the job was done, he would take them, you know, back, and we wouldn't see them anymore. It'd be, it was a, it was a seasonal thing. You know, we did it between uh, we start the first of December, and. However long it took to play, if we were going to plant 4,000 acres in a certain area that year, but sometimes it would take a long time to do it. You know, it might take up to uh, March. But um, they'd stick with it and plant. They could probably plant 4,000 trees a day where the crews we had before, if they got 1,500 a day, it was good. So you had to have even bigger crews of our people to do it compared to what we had with them because mm-hmm. they were planting double plant uh, seedlings compared. And they and the crews we had before, they got paid like three cents a tree to plant a seedling. And they would hide them, and they would uh, uh, put them in. If you come along a stump hole, I'd come behind them sometime, and I'd reach to look down in there, and it'd be... 20 trees it were doubled up and stuck in a stump hole but that never happened with these uh with our mexican friends and they didn't complain either did they never heard the first come always smiling always good you know we probably worked those uh mexicans for uh five or six years and then uh that was a seasonal thing so i got to know uh the contractor good and he said he would go to mexico and Rind them up and, and get the paperwork and get it done legal because we had to have it done legally as a major company, but it went through the contractor. Well, here on the Y'all Show, I actually got accused the other day of being a liberal because I weighed in evidently last week on one subject and a guy named BJ had something smart to say about it. And so I just want to tell BJ and anybody else out there my own similar story to you, and that is I grew up on a darn vegetable farm right. where you had to harvest stuff by hand and in the 1970s and 80s growing up on a vegetable farm it was me and some other people that were around that area no people from south of the border and most of them were people who had rough lives let's be honest they lived for their paycheck on friday so they could get drunk on saturday 
go to church on Sunday, and then they'd show back up on Monday with a hangover if they came in. In fact, I should correct myself. Most Fridays, they were at best half days of work for them. Sometimes they didn't show up at all on Friday. I think you probably know what I'm talking about. I understand exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, then you come in with all these uh, government pride, uh food stamps or whatever you want to call them and i've had them it would work and you'd the whoever we had contracted then would have to pay them cash because they was getting so much food stamps but we were using them and i found this out later and one of them told me one time he said man when i was working for y'all i had a cafe i got so much food stamps i sold i sold hamburgers and cokes off of my back porch in my neighborhood you know, because I had to, I had the food. I had all this stuff. So I just come out there and work for y'all for, uh, cash money. And I said, you mean our contractor was paying you cash? Yeah, yes, that's how they did it. They paid, they paid most of us cash. And we, we had government relief on the other stuff. So, I mean, you know what you were up against. And then they didn't have any pride in that. They didn't have to worry about that. I mean, if you fired them, they'd go home. That was it, you know, and set right up and, and do it. So when you got these, uh, our friends across the border, when they came in, it was a thing that they were going to take money back to their families and they were going to live all year off of it. And, they, you know, they might even go to California and pick fruit or go to Florida and do the same thing. I know I was buying oil and mineral leases in Alabama up around Gaston, and there's a mountain, and, uh, uh, they grow nothing but tomatoes up there. And they was running out of, uh, uh, the, Alabama passed a law that, uh, you had to be legal and they was going to start searching for them. And I think they must have been a, a lot of them that weren't legal, but they give them 24 hours to clear out. And all of them rushed to, and this was up at Gaston, all of them r- rushed to uh, the Florida border. And, uh, this was illegal ones. They rushed to the Florida border and all, and they couldn't hire anybody to pick the tomatoes. And 90% of the tomato crop ruined. And it was a huge crop of tomatoes on this mountain. It's, it's kind of, it's uh, west of uh, Gaston. And I forget the name of the mountain. I've been up there to look at it because it had unbelievable tomatoes up there. But the, the workers left because of a Alabama law that they passed that they were going to start checking them and come in and get them. And they got a lot of chicken places over there too. Yeah. And they had a lot of chicken places in Mississippi. And that's what they got the other day. Well, my family, again, I grew up on a farm in South Carolina, vegetable farms, which, again, in my day of youth, we didn't have people from across the border. We were all a bunch of knucklehead kids like myself or other people who, again, live for that paycheck to go blow it all on liquor and gambling or whatever else just to show back up on Monday and do it all over again. In 1990 was the first time I ever heard about migrant workers coming to work on the vegetable farm. And that's what happened. They slowly came in and they, uh, they, they essentially took over. Mm-hmm. And, and can you blame the farmers of the world for having them? You didn't have to worry about having enough workers. They worked, as you just proved in the timber industry, two and a half times harder than. And, a, and did two and a half times a better job. You know, and all that kept you from having to redo. So it, it, it was big money involved in it. But it made money better, and it, it what they did for us, it enabled us to continue to then grow and grow trees and grow and help the environment, help the economy, help everything. Yeah, and so again, 
our point of bringing this stuff here today, Jerry, is the fact that it sounds terrible. The optics are terrible to go in and have a huge raid and, and arrest people and have children. We got to find that compromise. Okay. We don't think that these people need to just all of a sudden become citizens. I don't think they want to be citizens. I, I think they want to get money. They do. And in the old days, they wanted to get money, and that's why you'd find all these Western unions at Kmart, Walmart, and any other kind of store, because they'd be sending that money back south of the border. I don't know how much that even goes on now, because most of them have families here. They've allowed families to come across illegally, I guess, and so they're keeping that here. And so, look, we have to find some kind of solution where these people don't instantly become citizens. We don't kick them out. Because, Jerry, we got to have them. We've got to have them. I'm looking out as a American who is selfish. Yeah. And, as, and look, I'm not personally benefiting. Well, I am. I am benefiting from the fact that they're here because we all are benefiting. Because there's industries, just like last week in Mississippi, they raided a chicken plant. They got 680 workers mm. at a chicken plant. Right. There aren't all that many chicken plants in the country. No. So my guess is that raid probably caused chicken prices for everybody to go up. Oh, I'm sure it did. And, you know, it was a chicken uh, before I graduated from high school in Water Valley. We had a, a big chicken processing plant there. But in those days, you didn't have, uh, you didn't have uh, Mexicans to work there. And uh, it finally just went out of business. Probably because they didn't have any workers. Because they didn't have any workers. It went out of business in the 80s. Because it was a terrible job. Terrible, Yes, terrible. I was going to work there one summer, and my mother was the uh, top secretary. She was the secretary to the person that owned it. And I went up there to apply, and the lady, the wife said, uh, or the owner said, Jerry, you sure put this rain suit on and go in the back? And they're cutting chicken heads off. They're going down assembly line and heads and blood's going everywhere <laughs> and, and splattering all over the place. And I come out and I said, well, Ms. Mott, I sure appreciate this, but uh, I think I'm going to cut grass for the city this summer. You know, I mean, I wouldn't have gone back and worked for anything. And that's what they're doing in these places, you know. So, so anyhow, it was, it was a, it was a night. It was like a, a rain of, uh, feathers and blood and, uh, and grease. And, uh, they'd go up the hill and grease would fall off of the, for going up an incline. If they didn't have it tarped down, grease would get on the road and you'd slit and chickens would fly out of the coops when they was hauling them in. And they'd be going around town. It's the biggest mess you ever saw. And uh, nobody just wants to, nobody wanted to do that. And you couldn't get anybody to but do that. But then, as in now, somebody's got to do it. Somebody or or else we're going to have to stop eating chickens. That's right. Somebody, and we're not going to do that. We're not, I don't think we'll stop eating chickens. That's probably America's number one with fish. And, but anyway, it, uh, it, it's a situation that, uh, that we can fix. We're just going to need to let them come in like we did in the 60s and the 50s. Let them come in and work for a certain period of time. Because I know for a fact they send a lot of money back to Mexico. They still do that. They still do that because I've been on a pipeline with them. And some recently. recently with it. Last year, year before last. And uh, they, they'll send money back and they'll live, uh, and they're good. I mean, they're good at what they do. They're, Some, good, they're good people. They're good people. I like, I got along with them better than most anybody out there. But they can run dozers, they can run equipment, and, and they're welders. 
and they can get away from there making $3,000 a doggone week. But they go send it back, and they live together. And, when, you know, one of them told me he had a farm in Monterey that he was taking care of and sending his money back there. Well, economists tell you your money turns over seven times. Well, it turned over one time here when it goes back to Mexico if you don't get it done right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, we're really losing a lot of money. There was a place one time that I, I knew in Arizona that, uh, they had set a post office up on the, on the Mexican border and they had addresses in Mexico. I mean, in, in America. And the town grew so big, the area grew so big, they hardly had enough, uh, mailboxes for the people. And every week they would send it back to Mexico, their checks. And this, you know, this was in the 80s that I was out there when I saw that. And I asked somebody, and they said, oh, it's every, every mailbox in that post office has been set up for that, for the Mexicans. Have an address over here while they're working, and then they would send it back. So money, money wasn't turning over. You know, you think about what we're losing. If it, Seven times, if money turns over seven times, if a dollar turns over seven times, you've lost, you've lost $6 in your economy off of every week's or every dollar, I mean, you know. So that's just un- unbearable. We, we've got to get this straight. And uh, I think uh, Trump is on the way to doing that. It's a- well, he's getting accused because of his own properties in the past have hired him. I know. And I'm sure just like in the timber industry mm-hmm. or in the farming business or whatever business you're in, he's had issues hiring. Even at a Trump hotel, you're going to have some really horrible jobs that nobody wants to do. Nobody, and you can't do a complete background check on this stuff either. I mean, your contractor, he may, he's your contractor, but can you do a complete background check? No. There's no way to do a black, a background check on someone who's come in here from Mexico or come in here from Argentina or now all the way down. Are they even coming from Africa and coming through the border? Are they coming from, uh, all overseas, you know, so it's, it's, it's no way to do background checks on those people. Yeah. You know, you got to do it. They've got to go through to arrest these people. I know he's taking a lot of heat, but to arrest these people, you got to get the credentials on the people that you arrested, the illegals, to get to the owner of the business, to get it shut down and get him to hire legal people. Yeah, but still, we need to have a happy compromise where even the owners don't mind paying maybe even a fee. No, that's right. To have the government give, give a green card. Yeah. Get a, get a working a working visa, you know. That's all you need. That's what they do to Florida. They used to go to Florida and pick oranges and stuff like that. And they had working visas. And that's what they did in California forever. So uh, we've got to do something similar to that. Well, probably that. That worked then. I don't know why it won't work now. Sure. Well, I know that even with my own family's experience, they had, if you think they're skirting by about four years ago, maybe five years ago now, the immigration people came storming in there unannounced to my family's business, scared the you-know-what out of them, demanded all these records, and scared them. Yeah. Made them, made them because they have more than 100 employees, of right. which more than 100 are from south of the border. And the whole purpose of that raid was to bust my family. Right. And guess what? My family came through it just fine. Yeah. But And I, we hope most everybody out there who employs these people come through those kind of unannounced inspections just fine. But some don't. Some have to pay a penalty. But 
the point is, out of those hundred people, do they all have perfectly perfect paperwork? Doubtful. Probably not. Doubtful. Doubtful. But I mean, like I said, there's hardly any way to check all yeah, that exactly. stuff. Exactly. You know? But uh, you know, it was done mostly for show. If you show, want to know the truth, that's right. And you know, and uh, you put this stuff together, and it's just uh, it's no place to go with it like it is today. You know, we're out of control. It's no way if they're coming across the border in the groups that they're coming across. There's no way to get uh, visas and stuff on them to come in here, work visas and, and green cards. And you can't do that. You got to go through all kind of red tape. You know, I know that because of a marriage. And, uh, I've got, it's cost me a fortune to get, uh, officially done the right way. And it's still costing me. And we still have things we have to do. And this has been going over a four-year period now. Just had my fourth uh, anniversary. Well, if it makes you feel better, I'm no longer married. But when I was married, it cost me a fortune, too. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I've been married twice before also. <laughs> I don't even have a, a chair left over for and, me. And I was married to a true blue, red, and white blue Americans uh, on both times. So, yeah, it's expensive to marry our own as well. Jerry, by the way, can I see your green card before we get out Let me see if I got it. Here's something my past. I got a red card. It's got, for, it's for being a redneck. Yeah. Well, let's see. What? I don't know what kind I got. I've got three or four that I've had printed up, you know. You know how easy it is to do now. Oh, yeah. You oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that will pretty much wrap up our conversation today, talking about some things going on in our political headlines now. And this is a, a developing story that's going to keep on happening. And maybe maybe before November 2020, there will be something a lot more in place than what's currently out there. Because it, it's confusing. It's very confusing for everybody. And we, you know, I'm, I'm again. I kind of go back. I'm selfish. I want what's best for our country. I want best what's best for our businesses in this country. And frankly, I think it's going to help out the people who are illegal. They want to come up here and make a bunch of money. I have no problem with that as long as that's all they're getting is the money for their work and they're contributing to our country while they're doing it. I don't want to see this country just roll over and give them all kind of gifts. And they're not even citizens. That's that's my big rub. Jerry, thank you. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you, John. Enjoyed it. Appreciate it. All right. Jerry Short, everybody. Well, that will conclude our show today. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back here with more barbecue talk on the Tuesday edition and Sports Lanyap 2. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you for listening to y'all. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabet on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. 
a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. This is Shaq for Icy Hot, and I got a few words about pain. See, pain thinks it could overpower you, overwhelm you, but it obviously doesn't know you. You're not backing down from pain, because Icy Hot's got your back. Icy to dull pain, and hot to relax it away. So you can get back to running, throwing, kicking, swimming, cycling, crossfit, you name it. Because pain does not get the final word. You do. Icy Hot. Rise from pain. Use as directed. Just a few years ago, Mozambique's Nyasa National Reserve in southern Africa was a danger zone for elephants. Organized gangs of poachers took them down by the thousands for their ivory tusks. Conservationists and governments got together to eliminate poaching. Today, Nyasa hasn't lost a single elephant in more than a year. With your support, we can keep places like Nyasa safe. Find out more at 96elephants.org. Hey, y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter, and one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires. Which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So, for the love of the outdoors, go to smokybear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. <laughs> 